Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all of these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the word envy, which I know has such a strong negative connotation to it. Whenever you say it out loud, you think about it and all those kind of things. Now, two things before I get started. Um, I don't have any sponsors this month like I talked about, but I am going to be part of two conferences here coming up. One is uh, the Marriage and Money Conference being run by Dr. Brenton Lacey from the Scope of Practice podcast, and I'm going to be a speaker at that specific conference. It's all online. Um, It's actually all free unless you want to pay a little extra um, for some VIB perks and things like that. And that's going to be coming up here in November. I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in it. You can sign up again. It's free to sign up. It's free to check it out. Um, if you decide you want to get some of the extra perks, cool. If you use my link, that means I get a little bit of kickback. It's not more money for you guys, but it does help support this podcast. So if that's something you're even interested in listening to, I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes. Like I said, make sure you check that out. Conference number two I'm actually talking at, which I'm really excited to talk about, is um, is the White Coat Investor Conference. That happens um, every year, usually kind of February, March time, and I'm excited to be able to be talking about um, imperfect parenting as a physician, basically, at that, and it counts for CME. So if you have continued medical education money you can use, you can actually use it towards this conference. Now, that conference is in February, and it's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, and surprisingly, they still have some tickets available. This is not pretty common. Um, a lot of times, this thing sells out within the first week, but I think with with COVID and lack of um, being able to travel for certain people and those kind of things, it's it's still open right now. So if you think you have the ability to travel in February and that's a conference you want to go to, or you want to check out and see if you can even use your CME money to go to it, I'm going to leave a link for that as well in my show notes uh, to sign up for. This conference, it's probably one of the biggest physician you know financial conferences in the country. So if that's something you're even remotely interested in, as I have been for a while now, I think it's definitely you should check out. All right. And again, if you haven't yet subscribe leave a review for the show and share this with a friend and let's get to it you know envy is one of those words like i said it feels like such a dirty word all right none of us want to admit that we're envious of other people because when you admit that you're envious of somebody that means you think you don't have enough right but the word envy is not always easy to understand you know for me being raised as a christian i am familiar with the 10 commandments those being, um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but the last two are, do not covet thy neighbor's wife and do not cover thy neighbor's goods or the things that they have. And sometimes we get the word covet and envy confused. They mean similar things, but not the exact same. And I think it's important to discuss the distinction and the difference between those two and maybe how you can utilize that to help yourself. Now, why am I talking about this? I've actually been listening to a book that my mother-in-law recommended to me. She is a Methodist pastor. And that book is titled The Thing Beneath the Thing. It's by Steve Carter. And if you listen to the title, it kind of makes sense if you've been listening to what I've been talking about. So The Thing Beneath the Thing. What does that mean? It means that 
the way we react to certain situations as life is dictated by past experiences or something else buried a little bit deeper that has a kind of influenced the way we respond to things. And I think that's an important topic because, you know, how we do parenting, how we act towards our spouse, how we act towards other people, how we act as a physician, all of those things are important to understand. And one of his chapters, he goes into this talking about envy and covetousness and what does those what do those mean together? And, and it kind of just really kind of struck a chord with me. So I wanted to talk about that this week. So let's talk about this. The word covet. What does covet mean? Covet means to, to like long or want for something that somebody else has. So you're not so much focused on the person, you're focused on the item, the thing, um, their spouse or whatever that may be. So don't cover the neighbor's wife. So you're not, you don't, you're not focused on the guy, you're focused on his wife, right? And, and um, you're not focused on the guy, but you're focused on his new fancy sports car. And that's, that's the coveting side of things. You're longing for something you don't have, and you want it, right? So that's coveting. Envy, on the other hand, isn't so much the longing for the object, but it's the negative feeling towards the person who has the object. So again, let's say you're coveting your neighbor's new fancy sports car. They drive up, they show it off, everybody in the neighborhood's like, ooh, ah, look at that. And you look at it and you say, that guy doesn't deserve that. Why does he have that? I deserve to have that car. Why don't I have that car? Why not me? Why not me? And so number one, you want the car, but in the process, you're connecting a negative feeling or thought about the person who has the thing you don't have, and you're trying to compare yourselves, All right? That is envy. Now, coveting and envy are both negative feelings and thoughts, but in slightly different ways. Again, coveting is about the object. Envy is about the person on the other side. And I think as parents, that's very easy to get envious of other people. And the main reason is social media, right? You look at social media, everybody's choosing the best pictures, the best videos, the best this, the best that, that they're going to post online. And when you look at them, everything looks great, right? Like those, you always have those family photos where everything's perfect. And even though you're a parent and you know, it probably took like 30 shots to get that one perfect picture. You can't help but compare life, right? You can't help but compare what you go through when you're getting your family pictures of them. And you might say, gosh, why can't my kids be like their kids? Why can't our kids be more behaved like their kids? You don't know that their kids are well-behaved. You just think they are, right? And so this is the concept of envy in parenting, where you're looking at another parent and their kids, and you say, gosh, they have all this stuff. Why can't I have that stuff too um, compared to that person? You know, you'll sometimes see online people who are always traveling. I have a couple of friends who it seems like they're always on vacation. And it's hard not to look at that and be like, gosh, why are they always on vacation? I deserve to be on vacation all the time. Why can't I do that? Um, that's envy, right? And it doesn't have to be super negative, like they don't deserve to be on vacation. But you might just feel like you deserve it a little bit more than they do. And when all of that envy builds up, it not only affects us individually and mentally, it kind of affects how we act as a parent, too, and how we act as a spouse to our significant other. Because if we're constantly in that mindset of being envious of another person, then we're not really appreciating what you have and what you've already done. Now, in the book that I was talking about, The Thing Beneath the Thing, the author... Um, quotes a couple of verses from the Bible, and I'm going to read these, and I think they're important to look at. So he focuses a lot on King Solomon at the beginning of the chapter on envy, and if you're not familiar with the Bible, who King Solomon was, he's kind of considered one of the greatest, you know, Jewish kings or Israelite kings um, of the time because of 
all of this accomplishment that he developed. And it's just even things that are used still in the real world, just different variations of it. And so he's considered to be like one of the greatest kings ever. And it's interesting. King Solomon was born out of adultery. It was when David had an affair with the woman he saw having a bath on the roof. And that's where you get the uh, <laughs> certain song from. I'm not going to get into that. But, um, but yeah, so King Solomon was born out of that type of relationship, but he actually um, was this great king. He accomplished many things. But the interesting thing with Solomon is he has this quote, and it, it's in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4, and he says, And I saw that all toil and all achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind, which is such an interesting topic because this is a man who accomplished a lot of things and more than most kings of Jerusalem had done up to that point. And so, but he's sitting there seeing that all achievement tends to come from envy of another person. And so I wonder what his thought process was there. You know, did he accomplish all these things because he was envious of other rulers, other people, other countries trying to be, um, to show that he was better than others? Or is he talking about other people trying to mimic him? I don't know. I have no clue what Solomon's talking about here. But it's it's interesting to look at that and look at your life and ask yourself, why are you doing the things that you're doing? You know, you look at areas within, say, the FIRE community, so this financial independence retiring early situation, or you look at people within other financial communities, or you look at people within social circles. And it's not hard to look and see, okay, this person is doing this, why can't that be me? And then you start to try to do things to be like that person. So you might change how you buy clothing or how you go out to eat or how you change your financial situation. Um, and all of that kind of stems a little bit from envy because you're saying to yourself, well, why can't I have that too? I deserve that just as much as that person does. And so then you're making changes. So maybe you want to say that's achievement to get there. But the problem is, is a lot of times this turns into turmoil, as he says as well, because you're being envious and you're trying to do things, or maybe you're not doing things and you're just frustrated about it. It's creating more problems than good when you're doing it. And you have to wonder kind of what King Solomon was thinking when he did this. Maybe everything he did in life, all these achievements came at a price to him mentally. We don't know. Um, but that could be part of it. Now, there's another quote within Ecclesiastes from Solomon and it's actually, it's two verses later, it's chapter four, verse six. And in the New International Version, it's it's interpreted as better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. So what does that mean? You look at your hands and he's talking about, it's better to have one hand full of all the things that just bring you happiness and joy and like just being calm and chill rather than chasing after the wind. So chasing after something else that you decided you deserve or you do want, but trying to fill that second hand leads to more chaos, more frustration, more anger, more stress. So he's saying, which one's better? And really, it's that having that one hand full. And I think as parents, I think as physicians, I think as um, spouses, I think when looking at your financial life, that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, again, you know, we hear people talking about these fire communities all the time, and you have people that are just giving up so much to supposedly get to this situation down the road of having financial independence and being able to do make all these choices and things, but they're sacrificing so much in their life now to get there. Now, I'm not speaking down on the fire community, but you have to say, at what point is this too much for me? And when is it okay to just be content? 
And that's a question nobody can answer but you. But you have to look at that in the different areas of your life, be it your job, be it your, with your spouse, be it with your kids, um, be it just with yourself. Like, are you doing enough just for you to be content? Or is there more that you feel like you need to be doing? Um, but then you have to just figure out where is that cutoff point? Where is it that I'm struggling um, to where it's just not worth the, the hassle? And that's only the only thing you can decide is up to you. And you also have to look and decide, okay, am I wanting to do more out of envy or out of true need of needing of doing this? And again, I think that comes down to the financial side of things and parenting. And so what I would say is that if you feel like you're grasping or like Solomon says, chasing the wind because you can never catch it, right? You're always going, 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 trying to catch that next thing. Um, stop for a moment and think about what you already have. Now I've talked in past, um, past episodes about making a, a thankful list at the end of the day. Actually, in this book, he talks about um, finding five things you're thankful for, which I mean, it's kind of the same idea. And so if you want to do that, you know, take a pause and wherever that is in your life. So if it's something with your kids, let's say, you know, write 10 things you're thankful for, or five or three or whatever you want to do. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can be little things. My kids are healthy. You know, my kids are safe. My kids love me. Those kind of things, whatever you want it to be. Um, but make that list of things that are strictly thankful so that you can adjust your brain and your mindset to more of this thankful kind of landscaping. And the more we do that, the more we can decide, okay, am I happy here? Am I content? I mean, is this is this what I need? Is this all I need? Um, and that's okay. We don't always have to be striving, striving, striving for the next thing. Um, sometimes you see that with people who are very successful. When it comes to money, it's like you make your first 10000 in business and you make your first 100000 then they hit that million mark. And then for some people, that would be enough. Like, hey, you give me a million dollars a year, that's awesome. But in some people in business, once they hit that million, they're like, oh, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And the question is, when do you stop? When is it enough? And I think for us, I think we have to ask ourselves, where does that thankfulness occur? Where is it okay to just say, I'm good. This is great. Um. You know, I see people in these different financial groups talking about how much money they need to retire. And it's, you know, it's a lot more money than I ever planned on needing to retire. And I ask myself, man, am I, am I not pushing enough? Am I not trying enough? Am I not like expecting enough? But I have to say to myself, I, me personally, I'm a minimalist. I don't, I don't need a bunch of fancy stuff. I don't, I know I'm still wearing clothes from medical school and college sometimes. And so, um, that's my personality and I'm fine with that. But it would be easy for me to get sucked in and be like, oh man, I need, you know, $15 million when I retire. How am I going to get there? And then I'm pushing, 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 right? You know, same thing with parenting. Maybe it's you see parents post pictures of their kids being super successful in a sport. Let's say that. And you're like, oh, well, my kid kind of likes baseball, but I think they could do better. I'm going to push and push and push and push them to do better. And in that moment, you have to ask yourself, well, am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this for my kid? Am I doing this because I feel like I deserve to have a kid who's, you know, on this select A team or whatever it is? Um, and although that sounds ridiculous, those are the thoughts that we have. So I challenge you to think about that. Challenge you to think about how you're feeling about yourself right now, where you notice that you're being envious of other people and just own it. Don't feel ashamed of being envious. Um, and then just like Solomon said, are you good with that one hand being full and tranquil and not needing to go chasing the wind? Or is it worth trying to fill that second hand? And when you've tried to fill that second hand, is there more turmoil than good when you do it? All right. I hope that makes sense.
If you liked it, let me know. Send me an email. I'm at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. You can go to the website, www.imperfectdadmd.com and send me a message there. Otherwise, you know, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're staying safe and healthy. You know, we're starting to see slight drops in COVID numbers. So hopefully that continues to trend that way. Um, I'm encouraged with that. Um, Again, subscribe, leave a review if you want to share this with a friend. Um, And don't forget, I'm going to share the links to both that Money and Marriage conference coming up here in November, which is free, like I said. Um, Or you can buy some add-ons if you want to. Um, Or the other thing is for that the White Coat Investor um, Financial Wellness and the financial and wellness conference in february i'm going to leave links to both of those in the show notes um so you can check those out all right otherwise embrace the imperfection guys i will see you next time my dad dr jeremy toffel is a pediatrician father and husband the information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only